This week on your Old School RuneScape Update, 2023 comes to a close with the recap of the year that was. We discuss our journey, the year's big updates, the impact of community, expectations for upcoming content, and what 2024 looks like for us and the show. This is the Old School RuneScape Update, Episode 8, recorded Saturday, December 23rd, 2023, Mod Community. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Old School RuneScape Update. Sirion and myself are here as we are each and every week. Welcome, welcome back. Hi. Was it me or the listeners you were welcoming back? I was very confused there. Both, 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 <laughs> both. I welcome I welcome Tannis back every week on the on the main show, but I, uh, but I mean it can okay. also, of course, go to the listeners too, depending on uh, whichever way you want to slice it. And of course, uh, the, Merry Christmas to everybody as this uh, as this episode is coming out late on uh, the twenty third, early. On the twenty fourth, Christmas Eve, and we're doing, we're gonna do something a little bit different for this week here at the old school RuneScape update. We're gonna do a year in review podcast of the year that has been for old school RuneScape and us on old school as well. This was actually your idea. Uh, yes, I suppose it was. Can't take full credit of it. We do it for RS three, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and you know, I had just imagined myself sitting back talking about leagues again this week. But we have we have we have plans for the podcast an old school RS update going into January. We'll tell you about those a little bit later in the show. But if you want to follow along for this episode, full show notes can be found at update.show slash OS. We also have a friends chat in game, which is bits bytes, and our community Discord is update.show slash Discord. And of course you can find me in game at Shane12088. And Sirion can be found at Sirion C I R E O N. I spelled that right. It's always it's always it's always touch and go spelling things, spelling things live like that for me. <laughs> Alright. But in any case, in any case, we're gonna talk a bit about how we got started with old school and then some of the old school content update pieces of the year and what kind of trends those highlight uh, for uh, old school RuneScape as a game. So, so let's just get started with how we came to old school RuneScape. I'll, I'll let you begin on this because I, I, I'm trying to remember whether this was your idea or my idea to do what we did. I don't know whose idea it was. That's a really, really good question. Um, I'm trying to remember why I went into old school because I know I was playing it before we started our whole questing adventure. Um, I'm not sure what got me into playing it to begin with. Um, was it that RuneFest 18 visit? No, no, no. Um... Honestly, I am not sure. Like, this has been over a year ago. Uh, I'm not sure, but I was playing it, and we were... We used to have Croesus Sundays, or Sus Sundays. Wonderful name. Um, wonderful name on RS3, uh, which we really enjoyed. Uh, it was sort of our gaming night together as well. Um, 
And when interest in that waned, we were like, you know what? Let's 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 go and get a quest cape on old school. Which you know, at at the time, sounded like like an easy thing to do, and I didn't know how long it was going to take. And oh, it, it, I did not think it was going to be easy. Okay, no. okay. And the the reason I say that is because obviously, you know, fewer quests than RS three, and the vast majority of them we will have done before having played having played RuneScape myself, at least, when these quests were new in this version of the game. So it's like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. we can do that. And I remember uh, my first, I made my, my old school RuneScape account to play the Christmas event last December. And then after that, yeah. I messaged you and I said, hey, we're doing this in January. We're starting with the quests and the Questscape. Um, yeah, because I think the the idea had come up a few times already, uh, multi- many months before that. Uh, I think I might have started playing during Halloween or something like okay. that, because I think I did the Halloween event. Right. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I know for for a bit you had a you had a level advantage and a quest advantage on me, and um, we we did end up equalizing our quests uh, eventually. And you know, I I am on record of hating the cat quest. Uh, Gertrude's cat yes. and whatnot. I I delayed and delayed and delayed that one until until it was no longer possible because you know there is there is uh, the the evil Dave quest and the recipe for disaster sub quest and whatnot that do need that do need a, a cat for that. So it was it was time for me uh, to do that. You but, did the evil Dave quest with a kitten, you madman. I, I, I mean, I I did it with a kitten the first time. I did recipe for disaster and it was fine. And granted, I was probably clawing my eyes out with that as I was this time, but thankfully this time, this time about about halfway through that venture, my kitten grew up into a cat and it became a lot easier. But yeah, and and see that that's the thing. This podcast and our old school adventure started with quests, and it's interesting because I feel like at many times this year. We both also needed an escape from RS3 for one reason or another, just, you know, as a different scenery change, right? And yeah. I feel like this was a good year to do that on the old school side. Yeah, I think I think for me, even back like a year ago, RS3 started becoming a little bit still. Uh, and old school was just that fresh new environment to try something completely new while also being familiar uh, and yeah. falling under the same membership. <laughs> yeah, that that's right. And, and you know, I, I th- th- there have been times I wished I would have done, um, would have done the old school adventure on my skill pair name so that I could, you know, be on RS3 at the same time doing something else because you can't, yeah. you can't run the same accounts at the same time, but it's fine. Um, figured out ways around that. And, for for me, like one of the big reasons that I really wanted to get into it as well, like I think twenty twenty two was a good year for like content. Uh, or people are gonna tell me I'm so wrong in the comments. Please do if I'm wrong. By the way, uh, good for the engagement. Um, um, but I think like twenty twenty two, there was like Monkey Madness two, Dragon Slayer two. Um, I was like, darn, I I would love to actually get me some of that. So th- those yeah. are all reasons like. It's all high-level content. We aren't even close yet, um, but 
working towards that and experiencing that is definitely something I'm you know, still looking forward to. Yeah, and and you know, on that same thing, um, one thing that that I've picked up along the way is that you know we and maybe maybe I'm speaking for for both of us here, but definitely for me, playing the different combat style is since 2012 on RS3 and coming back to the old school combat system was something that was actually uh, refreshing in a way once I once I you know reacquainted myself with it because it's simple yes but it has its own uh intrinsicies uh to it as well that are able mm-hmm. to actually make for uh engaging gameplay in the way that it is that it that it's set up and i i, I feel like that's in many ways the one of the one of the hidden gems of old school runescape not necessarily the combat system in itself but just how there's things in the game that are surprisingly that look simple on the surface surprisingly simple but can wind up being its own unique facet of the game if that makes sense yeah no what what it what old school really shows to me is how creative they have been they have become in utilizing the mechanics that they do have available yeah. the limited graphics that yeah. do have available yeah. in ways that RS3 cannot or does not they could but they don't like in in a sense and this is nothing against RS3 in any way but I feel RS3 has started to rely a little bit much on its spectacle right it is really about the storytelling, the environments, the music, in some cases, the voice acting. That is really what most of the content relies on. And it's less mechanics heavy. Sure. In a sense. Sure. Whereas sure. old school, you don't really, I mean, <sighs> Torrent looks great, especially the Kibus Woodlands. Uh, Isle of Souls looks great. Like, there's pieces of content that look great. By right, and, and, and that's actually what I wanted to say. I wanted to bring up those two areas in particular to say that, you know, in general, you think that old school RuneScape is this mm-hmm. game with low polygon environmental assets that's, you know, straight mm-hmm. out of 2007, 2008. What is it doing in 2023, Well, you see that based on that, the old school RuneScape team has come up with an art direction and a graphical style that fits with old school, but also you really don't bat an eye at in 2023 24 because it's no, just as I, I would, stylized would, as any other game out there, like Fortnite, for example. I would love for them to bring this style back to existing places in the world. Like, yes. I think this looks better yeah. than the sort of. A- HD-ish textures that you see on like some places, like the the, the almost flat colors, almost cell shading, works really well with. This That's exactly style. the way I described it. With that, yeah. and you know, part of me feels like the Isle of Souls and Corin was kind of as a way to see how far they could push the envelope, mm-hmm. and if players would be would be willing to accept that in yeah. in terms of you know reworking reworking main areas. I don't know if they're going to go that direction. Or if there's the budget to do sort of do that sort of thing, but that is definitely something that I picked up on as well with that. And and go ahead. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you have more points on the graphics, but no, not really. Um, one thing that that I sort of extrapolated from this 
uh, and this is something that has somewhat surprised me, but I don't think it should have surprised me. Like, again, I'm going to contrast old school here with RS3, and I think RS3 is focused a lot on almost a singular way to play. Uh, I know this is a controversial take, but you know there's one definition there of completionism. And old school, I find, has less of that. And I think this this might be the biggest attraction that old school has on a lot of people, is that I feel that old school lends itself much more for playing it in so many different ways. I think it relies much more on your own goal setting. It relies much more on your own problem-solving skills and how do you get to a certain place. You see this in all the YouTube series where people put up self-made-up uh, restrictions to how they play. And Leagues, I think, is another great example of this, right? Like, it is taking this existing game, pasting a slightly different rule set on top of it, and all of a sudden you have a very different experience that still has all the familiarity of the game. Yeah. And I yeah. think this just speaks to the fact that what old school does is it doesn't try to evolve the game necessarily. I mean, yes, it refines it, it improves it, and expands it, but it doesn't try and be new for the sake of being new. Exactly. It doesn't. It just puts new permutations of things there. And if you look at the skilling bosses, I think the skilling bosses are a great example of this. Um, yeah, there's yeah. nothing fundamentally complex or complicated about it. The environments are not particularly impressive. Like Winter Toad is literally a particle effect in a big wide room. Yeah, and and still, look and, at and what it's they simple enough that on the mass worlds for it, you only get two out of the four braziers actually being used. People are just maximizing in the two closest corners, and you're still yeah. able to kill the thing. And get you know all the benefits you would otherwise to it, and you know that's fine. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what surprised me, and that's what delighted me. I think is the right word. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. I think my I think my biggest uh, surprise is is of course what kind of similar to what you're talking about, except on the on the skilling side, is that the vast majority of the old school RuneScape skills out there actually have had a number of wonderful skilling updates to them and we're going to talk about some of those you know uh, tool belt though yeah and, and i mean you remember how many and i i feel it's important to say that i complain to you almost on a daily basis <laughs> about the tool belt yes prior to leagues yes so that's why you mentioned that. And the, the skill updates do the exact same things that you said. They don't try and do new things for the sake of being new. They just iterate what was there, putting a different spin on it. And until the old school community feels as though that that's not a, not a popular thing to do, I think that's the way the game goes, and there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So... And it's all these little gems, all these unique little things that have popped up under under the covers that you don't see from the surface of just looking at the game, I think, that have enabled 
us to, in effect, rediscover RuneScape from the old school perspective. And mm-hmm. the the biggest question that I got when I mentioned that this old school RuneScape podcast was happening was that, are you doing this because of some outrage on RS3? And the answer was no, this was planned for when leagues began and was planned probably since, you know, March of this year to to be doing mm-hmm. this show on that. So it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the actual game elements that have that have arrived and just the fact that so many of them have been have been worthwhile to talk about. And you know, you you know this and the listeners probably know this by this point as well, is that some of the fun that I have is just diving into some of the dev blogs that get posted on the old school RuneScape website. Oh God, I just the communication is a league of its own, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, um, you know, it's really close to what I consider perfect community management. It's not quite up there, but they do a really good job at it. And and you know, I, I think again that that comes from the comes from the core ethos of the game, but. In any case, I think we need to get real down. We do. I was just going to say that. Need... Talk about some of this year's updates. No, no, no. no there's also been some surprises that are uh, were less positive on my side. Okay, I think they need to be mentioned. And I think I think you might agree with me here, but you know, stop me if you don't. I for me, a lot of the quests I did for the first like. Right. Only once. Like I, I've never been much into alts. I have a main on RS3, and that's it. Let's be honest. Uh, and most of the quests I did there, at least the old quests, I did with a guide in Dutch because it wasn't my English, wasn't my native language, still isn't actually. Um, so this was the first time I experienced a lot of the quests, and I feel I have been looking at them with. Too much of roast tinted glasses because <laughs> boy, is there a lot of jank. Well, in let's talk. Ab- I know we said we were going to talk about what we've been doing this week, but we just we just did the the throne of miscellanea quest. Yes, horrible quest. Wonderful it's, reward. It, horrible quest. What, yeah, like there's really not much to it. It feels so arbitrary and weird. Uh, and it's not the only one that had that problem, right? Like, we've done so much running around, and we're like, how is this so bad? Like, to the point where we needed palette cleansers at the end of it, just to get rid of how right. bad these quests are. And, and see, I remember, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily doing the show at the time that some I did some of these quests back in the day. But I remember mm-hmm. telling people RuneScape isn't isn't you know your your fetch <laughs> your game that has fetch quests when these quests were coming out. Yeah, no, exactly. But now, but now these quests are fetch quests. Yeah, they feel they very much feel that way. And another thing that that's 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 really stood out to me is like I for most of the quests you feel like you have much more of an emotional attachment to them compared to me. And I think it's because you did them, quote-unquote, more honestly, without too much of a guide. Yeah. Uh, because you yeah. didn't want to do feminine trials for the longest time. Because yeah. you're like, oh, there's this combat encounter. It's so hard. I'm going to struggle so much. We didn't. You just flick on your prayer and you 
hit it a few times. Right. And 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 um, that's and that's, you know, maybe maybe going back to the bad memories of things is that, you know, mm-hmm. 2005 me didn't know how to do that just like, you know, it took yeah. me uh like seven eight or eight attempts to eventually get a fire cape whereas I did that on leagues, no problem on go number 1 last night. Yeah. No, ex- exactly. So, and 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 what that has led me to believe, and, and maybe there's a psychologist out there that's shaking their head and like, well done, well done, you figured out like a basic truth. But I think what happens with especially quests is that we forget the details in the longer term, and we met, we remember more the emotions and the feelings we had at the time. In my case, there weren't a lot because I was following a guide, so all the quests were easy uh and the story didn't matter much whereas you seem to you know really like or dislike certain quests based on how much you struggled in the past with it (laughs) that's true um that's true so to me that that was an interesting finding um i so far though all of the modern quests we've played they've been great so i'm still looking forward to all the quests that are to come i think we're getting to the point where we're getting to most of the jank, I think. Yeah. Garden uh, of Death. One small favor is still in there. Garden of Death. You, you, you told me not to mention this again. No. Garden of I Death. Did. Yeah. Favorite old school quest. Yeah. Favorite old school quest. The reason know. for it is it's a puzzle. There's no dialogue in it. You just interact with the environment. And I did I, it on leagues with quest help and was done in five minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Same. I feel a little bit dirty about it. No, but... that's that's fine for leagues. And and see, that's <laughs> the thing. It's these sorts of hidden gems like this that have, that have made old school what it is. Yeah. And if things like Garden of Death, the Corrin series, and all the new quests that we've done since then are the watermark of the way old school is going to carry out its quest, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and I realize you were talking about you know some of the some of the annoying things in in this segment. So. Uh, Forgive me for making it positive again, but is there anything else um, left annoying that you want to? No, I, I I think it needs to be said. I think nostal. I think we need to accept that nostalgia is a big thing, and I think you need to accept that old school has a lot more jank, and that's something you need to deal with. That being yeah. said, I mean, I was playing Pokemon Fire Red earlier today. Um, and you've never played a playing Poke- a Pokemon. Yeah, I was it was the first time playing a Pokemon game, but there were so many people in the chat like, oh yeah, so sorry, like modern games fix this problem, right? But there's also a certain charm to it. Uh, sure. And it's the same, like I play sort of retro Zelda games. I know how much jank there is in that. And yeah. I know the design wasn't as good back in the day, but it also part of becomes part of the charm. Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of jank, I'm wanting to see what happens when we do Monkey Madness. Ah, please. Oh, that's the one I have bad memories about, I think. Oh, me too. Should, should this okay. be... Hang on, hang on. Let me see. What do, I, what do we got for requirements here? We have all the requirements to do Monkey Madness. First oh, we've quest had all the requirements. First quest of 2024? No, no. No, we've had all the requirements for like six months. I'm I, not think doing it. I think no. we should. I think we should. No. No, we have other plans. Okay. Fair enough. Right, we do. All right. Let's talk about some of the content that came out this year. 
maybe? I, yeah, let's I, do it. I feel, like, I feel like we've been talking about what we've experienced, but also, you know, a year in review has to talk about what Jagex brought out. And, you know, one of the things that, that was on this list that, you know, we're not PvP players, but there was a revamp, a bounty hunter that came out this year. And I found this incredibly interesting watching this because at the time I wasn't, I wasn't in old school with both feet in. Mm-hmm. And what I really enjoyed watching about this was just seeing how the fact that we have this vibrant PvP community, people in the PvP community can correct me if I'm wrong, if vibrant is not the word, but there is a PvP community in old school RuneScape. I think, I, think right, I think the right objective here you're looking for is bloodthirsty. Sure, sure. A community that was working with this content and you know based on what i can tell this bounty hunter rework seemed to have come out okay across the end of it and some pretty interesting uh reward space too for this looking at the reward table on here mm-hmm. and i don't know how much of the old school runescape community pvps i don't i don't have those numbers on hand right now but i think the interesting thing about this is that this is PvP content in a game that has what is effectively amounting to point-and-click combat. And if you go on YouTube or you look on Twitch, you can find people making PvP videos or streaming PvP Bounty Hunter. And I think that's that speaks for the content itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this was a big deal when it came out, and sorry, I didn't look at it much. Uh, I followed all the news posts though, and I'm like, I'm very surprised that it got as much attention as it did. But I'm very happy that this is still a possibility and a thing. And I guess the combat system just allows for PvP a little bit more. Like yeah. I've been doing Soul Wars for leagues a little bit, and and honestly, it's. It works, and I think it works better than RSV. Yeah, because because and and the issue with that is that when that thing called EOC happened, the combat system was rebalanced for monsters only, and you yep. had way too much power to take down a player. Whereas yep. the old school side is a lot more even in that, yep. and that's why you're able to do that. And you know, maybe one day I'll try PvP because the last time I would have pvp'd back in this game was you know 2006 right oh but, boy people people in the wilderness watch out the shade of menace is coming no and 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 people don't realize this but in another mmo star trek online once upon a time i ran and was involved with one of the largest pvp guilds there and it dominated quite a chunk of my time. So PvP is in games is something that I definitely do find interesting. And who knows, maybe old school might be a, a way to lean into that. Though, you know, knowing how the system works, I might need to I might need to make a rebalanced character for that. So maybe not. <laughs> See? There's the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. But in any case, Bounty Hunter was a thing, and you know, overall. This thing went off quite well, and again, just like you were talking about in, in our previous spot there, the community discussion and the community back and forth involved in this from the community management team, I think, 
you know, was was exactly where it needed to be. Yeah. So that's probably why it, there was such a, a great reaction to this, in addition to scratching an itch that the PvP community had. And, and to me, what this showed is, is the nice balance between updates that we get throughout the year, right? Like, there's room for most of the disciplines uh, across what a old school player might want to do. Yeah. 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 Our next update that we want to talk about that came out this year that we haven't done yet, so we're not going to spoil anything on the podcast. This is going to be a very high-level overview of it, is Secrets of the North. And this, coming over to old school, was one of the pieces of content that I was looking forward to doing because... I mean, this this, this came out at the moment we started questing, basically. I know. It was the first update of I the know. year. And the reason for that is because this continues the Majorat storyline, which mm-hmm. is a very interesting thing to watch because for the longest time, when Old School first came out, I feel like there was a reticence, reticence, a reluctance um, of the Old School RuneScape team to do new quests because I don't think they got their first new quest until something like 2016. I'd have to go back and look at the list. I think it was mm-hmm. 2016. Which means that the lore of the game was pretty much in uh, in, a, in a time capsule until then, stuck in that 2007 era of where we are. And keep in mind, you know, the thing and the direction that RS3 took at the time, or RuneScape 2 as it was back in 2008, was they went heavily down the Majorat bandwagon, right? Well, got the yeah. sleeps. No, I mean, I mean, uh, that that there's this whole quest line that we don't even have in old school, which yeah. is like Defender of Rock and um, the Curse of Araf. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, Gothic sleeps, uh, Ritual of the Majorat, yeah. so on and so forth. Which of course, exactly. Which um, of course led this... to the big Sixth Age thing. And mm-hmm. the thing that made me most interested when I saw people talking about Secrets of the North was seeing how is this Majorat line going to advance and what's going to be the main story aspects of this without that big idea that the gods are going to awaken at some point down the path. Because, you know, let's be real here. That that path was set when Well Gothic Sleeps came out. And we don't have in that. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, we don't have that yet in old school. They've ta- We talked about how that was an option on the survey, the big survey, last week. So the question for me was, how is how is this Majorat storyline going to shake out? And, of course, with that, this year we got Secrets of the North. And Desert Treasure 2, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, this is this is a quest that I definitely want to play. And, you know, just look at the requirements yet. We're, we're still not quite there yet for this, are we? Well, you no, might be, but I'm no. not. Uh, I mean, I can 69 check. agility, 64 thieving, no, 56 hunter. No. And it requires making friends with my arm, which is another big one. And Swan Song. This is this is some high level shit. And they're not even calling this one Grandmaster. Uh no, I, I mean I look forward to it as well. Uh I heard good things about it when it came out. Oh yeah. Uh, so And and it goes without saying the And it's a requirement for Desert Treasure too. So 
Yeah. You know, like I think I think you can't really see those two separate from each other. Like no. this was very much the year of Desert Treasure 2. Um I feel. Uh that's a fair assessment. Desert Treasure and Desert Treasure 2, like my the thing that I really kinda like about it. Uh and again this might also be a hot take. I'm full of hot takes today. Um is that it's actually difficult. Like the bosses in Desert Treasure 2 are actually genuine hard from what I've seen. Um Yeah, that's true. And and you and, know, I, I feel like we could talk about Desert Treasure 2 and Secrets of the North kind of in the same vein as their quests we haven't done. They came yeah. out in succession of each other this year, you know, obviously part of that whole uh Majorat plan. And like you said, Desert Treasure 2, Secrets of the North, heard good things about both of them. And mm-hmm. it's on that same vein of, you know, being uh, an old school RuneScape quest, as we talked about most of the other old school RuneScape quests being very good. So I want to play these. And I, I, I think 2024 will be our quest cape year, unless anything goes horribly wrong based on where we're at, you know, north of 50% <laughs> done. Yes? Yeah, I, I, I hope so. Uh, there's, there's a few... The grinds are going to start getting pretty real, I think. Uh, you know, um, yeah. we're getting out of the mid-levels. Yeah, we need that's to start, true. That's true. Um, bumping up our levels. But no, the, this, these quests really look fun uh, and interesting. And I'm very curious to see what they've done with it. Yeah. All right. And, you know, I, I think if I, I'll just say one more thing on these, it's that we both have our roots on the questing side. In particular, we are members of Clan Quest. And these quests have always been something that have driven my gameplay. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if that was true with you back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. For sure. So, you know, you, your your level training was driven by what quest you wanted to do mm-hmm. next. and. You would do. Yes. You would plan your playing around the quest. Got it. Okay. Good. Good. So that's the way we we've been playing old school RuneScape, and you know yeah. it, it 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 works. It works. Yeah. I mean, the Desert Treasure Two. Like one of the things that I think is worth pointing out, and that I'm very interested to see how this goes forward, is the whole discussion around the ruinous powers. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know if they made the right decision not putting it in. I think it makes sense because it was holding back the rest well, of the Well, hey, content. I mean, we got to dabble. Some people get to dabble with them in leagues now. <laughs> I mean, I looked at them in leagues and I was like, they're not actually that interesting. No, they're so, not. <laughs> so I think, I think they made the right call in not shipping them the way they are. Um, But it's also a little bit disappointing that, you know, Desert Treasure was such a huge deal with Ancient Magics. Uh, this would have been a great opportunity to get Ancient Prayer in there, and we didn't. Uh, maybe we still will in the future. I hope we do. Um, I wonder but... if it's the... And see, I remember watching this Ruinous Powers discussion. I wonder if the RS3 Ancient Curses had any impact on how people were voting for this. I think so. I, people didn't want it to be because there's like, no soul, soul split, split on this list, right? No, but people didn't want it to be like 
there's very little reason why in RS3 you wouldn't use Ancient. Phrase. Right. And right. they didn't want it to be that, like that here. They wanted it to be an actual choice. Okay, game design and moment I- here. You tell me if I'm wrong or right about this. If something is so powerful in a video game that it absolutely must be a must slot, you have gone wrong. There should always be a mm-hmm. choice about whether or not yeah. you need to use something. I, there should not, not necessarily a choice, but a trade-off is what you want, okay. right? Like, um, a rune hatchet is better than an adamant hatchet. Like, That's obvious. Period. But it's obvious because you need to work harder for it to get it. So that's fine. That way you can overshadow other pieces of content. But and and, and that is why ancient prayers in in RS3 are not necessarily broken broken, right? You need to work to unlock them. Um here they were like we don't want to go that way. We kind of want it to be... We don't want to obsolete the existing prayers. Yeah, they want it more to be a choice. Given how hard Desert Treasure 2 is, I don't know if it was necessary, but I respect that decision. But you're putting yourself in a corner then, because now you need to find ways... Because prayers are a pretty complete thing. right? They, yeah. they call for all combat yeah. styles. How do you put things in a different prayer book that are sort of the same, but also different, and have trade-offs? It's, it's that, that, That's an interesting question. And I, I think my, the way to know about Runa's powers, if they would have, been, would have been worthwhile, was there ever a world where you would have considered going Runa's powers as one of your League relics? I didn't. I didn't. Mostly because the other leagues, like relics, were more powerful. Right, and and for for clarity, the other choices were equilibrium, which boosted the amount no. of XP that you would gain by a, a little bit. Picked. Nobody. <laughs> the farmer's fortune <laughs> and ruinous powers was that choice at tier six. I mean, I went for the skilling one because yeah. I'm more interested in the skilling Same. aspects than the PVM experts. Right. So. Yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I, I wonder how much of the discussion from Ruinous Powers, along with the discussion from Forestry and um, Shooting Stars, <laughs> all things we're going to talk about, um, is going to lead in the whole Project Rebalance discussion. And I think that would be the place where we might start seeing things like this surface again, or at least after that. Yeah, and, and you know, I think if they put out a piece of content and or at least pull a piece of content, right, and then it goes down in flames, they're gonna wonder, you know, why did why did that happen? And then, you know, you put that on the back burner, maybe you iterate on it, maybe you change a few things for the next time and then you get something else entirely different resulting in it, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense what I just said. I, I don't know if, if if it's fair to say that Ruin's powers crashed and burnt. Um I don't think maybe there just wasn't a clear consensus about it. If I remember how that kind of shook out, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I felt that was an interesting discussion. But and this is something I really appreciate about the devs. The devs made the hard choice to cut that content. Is it the right choice? You can argue about it, but they did make that call, uh, and they dared to still release the rest of the content without. And it goes to show how much of a community impact 
uh, how much of an impact the community has. Especially with, and, and see, that's the thing I was going to say that those are, you know, sometimes hard decisions to make like that. But when you have the community buy-in, it makes it so that you're making that decision together with the community mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just, and, and this is maybe another, just to kind of go back for a second. This is maybe one of my biggest old school misconceptions that was um, broken this year is that initially I thought that the game was just entirely driven by the community, almost in a mob-like sense. But it's very much the case of the community and the devs working together on that. You see that in in what we were just discussing. Um, But I'm going to save our big update of the year, my favorite update of the year for for the last one in this section. But I want to talk about the Scar Essence Mine first before we get there, because that was was a reward that came uh, from Desert Treasure 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are are you looking forward to playing this piece of content when we get there? Because I totally am. Um, not necessarily. No, like, okay. If, if, I, if I remember correctly, the Scar Essence thing was mostly... It's not even that good if you're not an Iron Man, right? Like, this is a piece of Iron Man content. Yes, that's true. Um, that's true. And it's actually really expensive to do this content if you don't have a good reason to do it, you shouldn't, right? Like, that's the way it was balanced. And oh my goodness, reading all of the news posts about this, <laughs> I got so excited because I could see all the game design movements in there and it all clicked together. And I think it's a great solution, right? It solves the problem for Iron Man. Yeah. And it doesn't really affect anything else because really they shouldn't be looking at the content because it's so bad for them. Yeah, and and see, and see, that's the thing. Like, I'm not necessarily jumping up and down about it because it's going to be the best in slot XP per hour for something, or it's going to, you know, provide me a chance to do something that I'd never done before. It's just that it's a unique piece, a uniquely designed piece of content that I can't play anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And and, sure. that, and and that's what I mean when you know I I say I I want to play it. At the end, and you know, I'll probably spend a few hours there and then move on because I'm not an Iron Man character. But I think even the processes within within the Scar Essence Mine are something to behold because I remember when they um, when they announced this on one of the uh, dev blogs here, um, they included inside the blog post the gameplay loop included in a flowchart with this mm. and it just being able to visualize the update like that and see it presented in that way really spoke to me and you know people might say okay you just go play the content and you know if you if you have fun with it it's good if you don't have fun with it it's bad but for me this little cherry on top of showing exactly how they envisioned the processes and flows within it going much like you sold me that okay this is a this is a well designed piece of content it might not necessarily be 100% for me since i'm not an iron man perspective but boy did they put their thought into this and and this is another thing i need and needs to be said about the collaborative design thing right First of all, there's two aspects to game design, right? Like being able to design a game is all good and well and is impressive and is a good skill to have on its own, especially in the games industry. But being able to then communicate that game design in a concise but clear way to the community 
uh, that isn't necessarily an expert in game design is really impressive, right? That's that's a rarer skill than being able to design a game, period. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that they were already achieving that makes me super happy. But that in itself is hugely important to gaining that trust of the community. Because I think to be in full collaboration with your community, you need to have a full two-way communication transparency. Yeah. And if your developers are not able to go into the details as to why certain things are the way they are and why certain decisions were made, you can never really achieve that. And I think, again, I see this going wrong on our, the RSV site time and time again, right? Like, there is great discussions on their Discord in the game design channel where people actually try to understand the decisions and there's room for that expansion. Uh, but outside of it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. In old school, it's news posts. That That's right. That's right. And, and 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 for people who are, listen to both this show and the RS3 show, you'll know one of the things we always complain about on the RS3 show is that most of the, you know, big discussions around content and things that are coming into game that might not necessarily be, you know, news post worthy happen in a Reddit thread or a Discord, whereas yeah. here we have this happening in the news post. And 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 I think and this comes back. This is a theme across all of old school. I think the old school team trusts the players more to be behave like adults, to be smart and intelligent. And this is again, this is not to the detriment of the RSV team, right? Like this is just a difference in communication style. Yeah, I'm not gonna say the old school t- treats the other people in the community as equals. But it's getting there, right? Like, if you look There's at the a level fact of respect. that they use Intel Tractor's design for current, the fact that the uh, rooftop um, uh, um, uh, courses Agility. were designed by a red panda, right? Like, all of these player-designed content which is so tightly integrated, and the fact that the content that appears on the old-school channel is made by content creators, right? Like, People, it feels much more like the the community is, as a whole, an employee of the old school team. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I never considered that before. And and the game does the same, right? Like, the game doesn't tell you what completion is this. It gives you the freedom to make your own decisions. And And, and you're not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily left with having, you know three or four completionist-style capes to go for as your endgame in old school. Exactly. And this is what attracts me so much more about old school in this particular moment. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And, you know, you're right to draw draw this common link between all these pieces of content. You know, obviously the biggest one, like you mentioned, Scar Essence Mine leaned into that. Ruinous Powers leaned into that. Um, and we're we're seeing that in pretty much all of the content that we're talking about this week and you know maybe the content that we like we might just be biased on that if you of course if you guys disagree with us let us know um but i i feel like the biggest piece of content that i you know was jumping up and down about this year for for old school runescape was forestry and i don't know necessarily as if uh 
it went through that same process that all these other ones did. I feel like forestry had an easier time than the previous pieces of content did that we talked about, maybe, in terms of getting community uh, community green light and community buy-in. Yeah, but we, we see how much enhan- enchantments it's going to, right? Like, it's forestry part True. two, and then there's, like, True. the whole thing with, like, the... The, the revamped random food. events coming. And the chartscape being deleted. Yeah, uh, that's And fair. all that stuff. And honestly... I'm I'm loving forestry. Uh, I'm getting a I'm getting the same event all the time, which makes me less happy about it um, in leagues at least. But I I think it is a really good way to stick to the original skill. They didn't change any of the base mechanics. They just made it less competitive, which automatically makes it more social. Um, shout out to the people who show up and decide to chop different trees rather than the trees I'm already chopping. Um, and they just added these distractions, um, positively, uh, distractions, uh, throughout to keep the content more engaged. Yeah, do, and, and see, I'm, I, I, I have, I have mixed feelings about this because do you call this a woodcutting rework? Because it, it fixes a number of the main pain points for the woodcutting skill. So I don't necessarily know if it's a full, full blown woodcutting rework. I don't know. Call it a rework, yeah. Okay, okay, fair. Um, and f- for me, the biggest thing with it, and the thing that I'd always complained about with woodcutting, was the fact that you know the the trees were too competitive, and you know, yeah, the random events are nice. You go to a forestry world. You remember, you remember the day after launch, you go to a forestry world, and everybody's there sitting in Drainer Village, and it's just event after event after event popping yeah. off. Yeah. And you know, yeah. maybe, and and in hindsight, that was probably too many because it became more about the events than the actual woodcutting, which of course the dev blog handled. But overall, I feel like even you know how we were talking about quests and what we saw with quests and what we see with Secrets of the North and Desert Treasure Two for when we eventually get there. I feel like this is that same approach taken for skilling. Yeah, and. I might be putting the cart before the horse and I might say, you know, hey, do this to mining and smithing because just like you mentioned earlier, I was always complaining to you about the tool belt this year. The second most thing I was complaining to you about was mining and smithing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. there's a reason it got a rework in RS3 and, and I can definitely see the existing system as not great. For me, even if they got rid of some of the competitiveness, um, that would go a long way. Would go a long way, but being able to chop the same rock for multiple ores would would already make a big difference. Yeah, well. and and obviously that's that's a side that's a side note from the from the forestry discussion, but it just goes to show that you can still, I guess, you know, rework an old school RuneScape skill without making it look like an RS3 skill. If that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because the the forestry re- rework really could have been RuneScape 3's mining rework applied to old school's woodcutting, and they didn't go that route. So it 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 just shows that you know there's that that independent streak here still, and it's something I think that was absolutely needed, and for me probably is my update of the year. Good phrase. Yeah, and you know I'll I'll probably continue woodcutting but i just have so many other skills to go through at this point in time 
Like I just uh, like, like and, and that's what I found game. myself doing when Forestry came out is I forget yeah. what quest I was supposed to be working on getting the requirements for. But I was just sitting there woodcutting and I got, you know, ten or twelve additional woodcutting levels when I should have been doing something else. So Yeah. But overall And, and I think I've, 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 yes. No, I was just gonna say overall this year's updates, specifically the ones that we didn't talk about and the ones that we talked about, I think looking at them from the lens of now being an old school player made sense for the game. And overall, I think we're, uh, had, had the necessary buy-in to, to find a, all find a moderately good levels of success with, with them. Yeah. And, and, and I think forestry fits in a little bit of a trend that we've seen throughout the updates, right? Like there's a few bunch of updates that are either implemented or talked about, uh, that, make quite substantial changes to existing content like shooting stars for example <laughs> that was uh that was a saga let's be honest the whole yeah, uh, shooting yeah. Star discussion yeah uh and, and we can we can think about that what we want whatever we want but you know based on that we are going to see uh we have seen how they really want to tackle some of this older content make it relevant again make it up to date again with the rest of the world like the same with this big poll that we had about current uh, removing the favor changing some of the benefits just streamlining all of that is a trend uh and i'm i'm so glad that they are giving the space uh giving the game like the room to breathe uh and to do these things because it is so easy to accept like 50% of the game is jank and it's going to stay that way in perpetuity. Yeah, and and see and see that was a big thing with the core and changes in particular is that we got this poll remove core in favor yes or no. And mm-hmm. that's a pretty big change for the way that area works. Yeah. And when you think about it and you read the reasoning behind it, you say, "Yeah, I felt this. Yeah, I felt this. What happens mm-hmm. with this?" Oh, Okay, yeah, let's just remove the favor at the end of the day, right? Because, you know, we're at the level requirement right now where we can do Kingdom Divided. But we haven't done that yet because I don't know if you have 100% in all houses, but I don't. Uh, I'm missing one faction. Okay, and and I don't want to do that again. I did that on Leagues and it was hard enough annoying enough come on leaks you do you do you do one quest so you get 100 percent. no yeah 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 obviously but but for the but for the other ones (laughs) i'm i'm making a point here that for the other ones it was still annoying to get the favor even with the league's multipliers and the way that all kind of works together and builds a picture of itself granted people have done that before but i think that that's you know a primary reason to look at doing removing. I don't think it is so bad personally. I think people need to stop whining and just put their back onto it and do it. <laughs> um, okay. And I, I don't think the favor is so bad. I did all of it except for the Shazian one, and that is really not the worst one of all of them. Yeah, that's fair. There are that's way fair. worse grinds in the game, and it gave the area its unique identity and it tells the story of the different factions not so good not so well anymore as it used to but it does tell that story 
However, at any point in time, as a game designer, you always need to question yourself, this mechanic, does it bring more than that it takes away, right? Like, does it cause more frustration than that it adds in storytelling or joy or emotion? And perhaps it is fair enough to say that the favor system has, you know, outlived its use. And I see the same with um shooting stars right like we're just making it all a little bit more convenient and a little bit easier is it a bit too uh, they made it a bit too good maybe but at least it's relevant again it's a, it's and, and, a, and in the case of shooting stars it's a symptom of a larger problem with mining uh yes mm-hmm. so yes. and you know there, there's multiple levers to push and pull on that one here but the, the but the core of the matter here is that not only are we having new quests added this year, new skilling pieces of content added this year, but the old older pieces of content in game are still looked after and still you know looked at in in the in the realm of balancing for providing balancing updates in old school RuneScape. Yes. And if I if I may be completely honest, this is one of the things I'm most excited for about. Um, 2024 just the the, just the new piece just the adjusting of old content or no the fact that they announced that they're going to do more of it and maybe even more extensive than we've seen so far they are looking at making changes to agility they're looking at making changes to some of the high level combat items i'm talking about project rebalance of course yeah I know we talked about that on the show a number of weeks ago, and I I feel like maybe that's like a sleeper piece of content that didn't draw as much attention from the community as it would have normally because leagues was you know just getting started mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. But looking at this and project rebalance, if you tick off the things that are mentioned in terms of agility, slayer, and even mining. And like you mentioned, the combat changes, like making it so that you you don't always hit a zero. Mm-hmm. Those are big changes that you can make to the game without, and I'll underscore, without fundamentally changing or upsetting the way the game works. And I, I feel like you have two different ways about going about making big changes. One, you can either present them to the player base and you present them in such a way that you lay out your reasoning in a very... Uh, thoughtful and detailed matter where you meet and match the perception of your player base and that's how you push those changes forward and then the other thing that i think you can do is that you can have pieces of content like project rebalance that move around the edges and just adjust and fix things that everybody agrees should be changed right because there's no reason why some of the things that were listed in the Project Rebalance post should have been persisting into 2023 and even 2024, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And with that, I mean, I remember going through the mining changes with you here, and I, th- I think my exact words were, you make these changes, we're halfway to the mining rework. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that that that's definitely that's definitely a, a win 
in that regard. And so would it's would you say then that Project Rebalance is your is your is your hit list item for twenty twenty four that you're most hoping to see? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not hundred well, percent there there yet myself, but but I'll support you. Uh, yeah. I mean there's another big piece of content that's looking very promising. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Varlamore? It Varlamore, yes. Essentially another new continent. This time with all the lessons from the previous one integrated with it. I mean, yes, please, right? Yeah, and and to at and at the risk of sounding like somebody who's just, you know, got off the RS3 boat and still here at old school, which I mean fine, make that make that make that assertion if you if you if you must. <laughs> but one of the things that has always been said about RuneScape, and this was even said about RuneScape, you know, back in 2012 before old school was a thing, add a new continent. We thought they were going to do that when the Fremenek region came out, adding like a new continent like Kandoran or Mistelin or Asgarnia or mm-hmm. something to that effect. But there was really only in the Fremenek area Relica and then, and then of course, the islands, which of course you can, we can debate about their, their various level of utility here. But when it comes to Corrin, when it comes to what we're going to see in Varlamore, we have a number of you know pieces of content that are definitely going to be there, and there's going to be reasons for players to go there. There's going to be new pieces of content, and there's going to be a region to explore. And I think when you sum all of these things up, you really get to a point where you know this is probably what the RuneScape community has always wanted to a degree. And now we're actually seeing this executed in a, in a vision. Yeah, I mean, I think Valamore is going to release with a few quests. It's going to be really exciting. It's going to be Hunter Guild. The bosses which, look interesting. Which, with the gear that yeah. builds new niche, niches. Yeah, yeah that, that mean, was also a fun discussion when we discussed that hybrid gear. I haven't looked at whether or not those passed in the poll. But... Um, I... Remember seeing it. I don't remember the outcome anymore. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and you mentioned the Hunter Guild, and I, you know, I'm going to be so interested to see what they do for that because Hunter is one of the worst skills in the game. That might be uh, a hot at least day. you have birdhouses. Yes, birdhouses are good, but I mean, like, what's the point of Hunter otherwise, right? Yeah, I, I hope that the guild will help a little bit with that i don't think it's gonna fix no it no guilds don't, guilds but... aren't that vehicle for that and that's another thing another fun thing with old school is all the extra guilds that have been added throughout the game they're not overpowered yeah, or stupidly overpowered they provide tangible benefits that lean into that skill so mm-hmm. um that's been two of my favorite places to be the woodcutting guild and the farming guild by the way yeah what about old school? I look forward to uh, getting access to the woodcutting guild. In, yeah, and uh, in, in my main. I was going to ask, what about old school's first new skill, sailing, for twenty twenty four? You know, I I'm going to be a bit petty about it, but I still don't like it. Yeah, we need um, to be a hundred percent clear. I think we both voted for shamanism here. Uh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I. I even voted against sailing. When they pulled that with the green lighting, um, I did not. Oh, I said put it in. I don't think they did enough to convince me that it's gonna bring 
something that feels old schooly. I don't know how it's not going to be dungeoneering or uh, dungeoneering at sea. Yeah. And dungeoneering and, at sea. And, and see, here's the interesting thing about it is that um, I, I don't know if we discussed this on the show or not, but they did send out a survey, a quite exhaustive survey to people who voted no on the sailing pool. Yeah, I filled that in. Yeah. And I think the number one thing that came up with that was that there was actually an option to say, you know, that it, that it didn't feel real and that it felt like a meme still. And on the initial, you know, uh, response to that, I, I feel like the, the thing that, that, does, that the simplest explanation of why somebody might not want sailing is that it felt like a meme and that you just preferred one of the other ones instead. Yep. Yeah, and that doesn't mean there's no, anything it's, it's... wrong with sailing. It just means it's something we don't prefer, and it shows again, like we were talking about in the community section, that there's that two way street going on, trying to bring those people on who didn't like it. Do you think? Look, uh, do you uh, think you're going to come it, around to it? I don't. I don't. I gave necromancy that chance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty damning, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I I don't. I'm I'm not gonna set those expectations because I can only be disappointed. Um, but at the same time, I'm gonna let it run its course. And for me, it's going to be the ultimate test for how far the old school team can take things the first time they're actually introducing a skill, the first time they failed uh, with a skill that arguably sounded more interested to me than sailing. Warding. Warding. Uh, which was inventioned on right, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see. Look, I, I'm not going to be petty enough to say that I, I'm going to hate it, period. I don't want it to happen. Or are you going to quit? Maybe... No, I'm not going to quit over it. And maybe it turns out to be a skill that I don't really enjoy, but a lot of people do, and it's not going to be terrible. Just to play, like dungeoneering. So. Yeah, well, I I think dungeoneering can be fun in certain contexts. Maybe sailing will be fun in certain contexts. And maybe sailing will be fun in certain contexts. I just feel it's weird to add something like that to the overworld, and they have not told me why it is worth all that investment to make the seas traversable for a new skill. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And once again, I feel like we had this thing in the room called Leagues that really kind of took away the community discussion about what's happening in 2024 because since November, it's been Leagues, 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 Leagues. And we're starting to see... People, you know, get their dragon ranks and move back to the main game. Um, you know, just uh, just about three weeks left to go, and I'm wondering, you know, what the first major, you know, discussion aspect is going to be in 24 about this, and if it's going to be sailing related or if it's going to be about any of the other um, pieces of content that that we mentioned that are on the way. But I, I think the thing that doesn't change from all of this is that we have a wide selection of content on the way in 2024. We know what a good chunk of it's going to be. 
And I'd venture to say that there's at least somebody who is excited about each piece of content that's out there in the community. I think you're more trying to say that everybody is probably at least excited about one piece of content that's been announced. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. What did I say? You said there is... Uh, uh, every piece of content has at least one person that's excited about it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> right. Okay. I am excited about two of these three, so that's two of the three covered. <laughs> right. Okay. Sometimes I do that where I'll say something and and I reverse the reverse like the logic of it uh unintentionally. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Okay. Yes. But but thank you for thank you for speaking, Shane, and filling in the gaps. <laughs> uh yeah. Um So the question rebalance, Valamore, sailing, that's that's what's gonna come out, but what are you gonna be doing? Yeah, and, and, and see that that's where it gets really interesting is that what Leagues has done for me is it's provided me a list of content that I want to play and get to in the main game. And that's exactly what I had hoped it would do. I also had hoped that it would provide me a PBM experience, which I am actually now at the stage where that'll begin. I have about, so that means I have about three weeks of old-school PBM, folks, until this ends. And I have pretty much decided at this point that I'm not gonna not gonna fuss about the rest of the points going forward. I'm just gonna play the game and do PVM at this point and you know, maybe level up a few skills to make things like that easier. But right now it's just gonna be hundred percent exploring now that I've got tier seven. With that, to kind of get my feet into the rest of that content, get through the rest of leagues, and hopefully and hopefully with that provide a good basis about uh when i get back to the main game but what i want to do again what i want to do and and what i want to do you know after that as as second choices that's my hope of what i get from the rest of leagues what about you uh for leagues specifically i i have set my eyes at adamant rank that's another 10k points okay that's doable just i could just got mythville rank Uh, adamant rank sounds doable i'm not so confident anymore about rune rank that's anything beyond that is probably a little bit much but i think adamant is reachable it's another 10k points or so uh for me uh the nice thing is tier 8 is exactly at the halfway point uh for me on that journey from from where i am right now uh that's gonna be it um a, a little little update for people. I did end up going with Taranwin. I would love to give an explanation as to why on the show, but we're already running over time, I think. So yeah. that's going to wait until the new year. Um, I, I'm i sort of sad that I didn't get to experience exploring that new content as part of the main game. I'm definitely looking forward to getting my hands on more new Oh, there will be lore I'm and there will really be quests. There will be time to... Exactly. I'm looking forward to getting everything to its, like, bringing everything to its paces. I'm looking forward to, I mean, my goal, I think, for the end of the year is to finish a raid. You have eight days. No, the end of next year. Oh, sorry. okay. End of next <laughs> I thought we were year talking about leaks. On my mainscape. No, no, okay, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. Okay. For mainscape, right? Uh, and um, 
leagues for me i don't know leagues has just been a joy for me in terms of pacing it's allowed me to grind little bits but not too much Uh, have you run into into any content that you absolutely don't like that i don't like yeah um not really no uh i've not really hated any of it uh of course you can sort of choose and pick and avoid it uh i think the only quest in my list of quests no there's two quests i think that i can do and haven't done yet and it's kingdom of divided and sheep herder (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i might still do sheep herder i think it gives like four quest points like it's one of those weird ones um which might be good for tears of graphics but yeah no Okay. Um, not that's, at all. That's interesting because I have discovered that even with all the league's benefits, I still really dislike Slayer, and I still really dislike achievement. I don't mind it so much with all the league's benefits. Okay. Like it's not the most fun content, but I don't hate it. Yeah, um, and, and you know maybe that just comes down to me and my my unique ways, the way the way that I play. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, no, in, in Mainscape, I hope to get back to it. I hope to get to all of the quests. I love I love to do the Elf series, uh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, we'll wall off for that. But, I mean, it's only base 70s, right? I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> in, in reality, knowing what we know now and that League's experience kind of you know obviously we won't have the same xp rates but it it kind of puts that blueprint forward which was i think a nice thing and yeah i, th- I think if i'm gonna you know summarize 2024 and what i'd like to get done quest cape and 99 farming if i can do that i'll be happy uh i would love to get the quest cape i'd love to get at least a raid done i think that's going to be my pvm goal yeah um that would i would love to do one of them as well um and i think I don't know if I'm going to get like a 99, but I want to get like base 70, base 80 skills probably, uh, which will. You don't want to spend a few weeks no lifing winter tote to get 99 farm or 99 fire making untrimmed? I mean, it it depends on what I feel like, right? Like, that's really one thing I've learned a lot in all of RuneScape is you really need to lean into what you feel like in a moment. Exactly. Exactly. And and see, that's the thing that's been my problem with leagues. Is that I really, really don't want to do Achievement Diaries. I really, really don't want to do Slayer. <laughs> it's it's a shame you get so many points and benefits I know, out of it. I know, I know, I know. But we'll but we'll save all that. We'll save that yeah. discussions for the for another future leagues episode because I have some things that I'll say on that that yeah. that might upset you and it might upset the community. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of glad that leagues excluded certain regions for me. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what they did with the Vampire series, for example. True, that's true, because neither um, of us did Mauritania. Neither of us did Mauritania. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they did there. Um, of course, Desert Treasure 2, Secrets of the North. Um, what they did there, uh, those quest series are really what I'm most excited about, I think. Yeah, wow. and, and and I mean, that's kind of how we began last year with questing, right? Like, you remember the murder mystery quest? Oh, yeah, just a better version of the other murder quest, right? 
Yeah, and and uh, I mean that was, like that was yeah. another, that was one of those quests where I had to go talk to somebody. In addition to you, who who I did the quest with, I went to Earth, who is a long term RSBNB community member. I said, I don't know what you're doing right now, or if you want to do any old school, but you definitely have to go and do this quest. Mm-hmm. And this was before this, this was before Garden of Death, so it was my favorite quest yeah. until then. But um, in any case, you're right. We have been going for a little while. Um, is there anything else with your 2024 old school RuneScape adventure that you want to talk about before we before we go? We should maybe talk about uh, this show. I was going to do that. Yeah. I was going to do that because I think the writing's on the wall right now. The writing's on the wall. Leagues is coming to a close in a few weeks. We're on episode mm-hmm. eight. Initially, we said this would run for 10 episodes. So we have made the decision that we are going to extend the old school RuneScape update past episode 10. And we're going to give it a go for some of the headlining content that comes out in January, February of this year. I don't know if if that was immediately clear to people upon hearing this episode or some of the past few episodes. I know it's something that I felt for the past few episodes, and we kind of solidified this in the past week. So, folks, we will be going beyond episode 10. So strap in. We're going to have a look at some of 2024's headline content with you guys. Give it the RSPNB update treatment. And I'm looking looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. So... With that, with that, I think there's time for a bit of housekeeping on the holiday schedule here. This episode is coming out Christmas Eve, so Merry Christmas to everybody. We will be off next week. Kind of think of it as a podcast catch-up week, just as a bit of a gap week in the show, but we'll be back the week after catching up with what we've been doing on leagues and getting ready for the, for the leagues closeout, as I guess you could say. But I don't think I have anything else for this for, for, for left for this episode. No, I think I think that's it. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, for me, the end of the year is always a time to be grateful. So thanks for everyone who has let us indulge yourselves in this little experiment with the show and listen to one or more episodes. Uh, we appreciate it. Numbers. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Uh, if you have any feedback, uh, come and join us on Discord. Come, uh, put them in the YouTube comments. We read it all. Um, we read it all. We read it all. We make the effort to, to reach out if we can. All that fun stuff like that. Yes, we, we don't bite. To... We don't bite. We like the community interaction. So, uh, yeah, no, we don't. Earth does, but we that's don't. true. That's true. Um, but in yeah, any no. case. Find the show, subscribe, update.show slash OS. You can uh, subscribe by clicking one of the links to uh, your favorite podcast listener out there. But with that being I mean, said... It's going to be Christmas, so it's going to be a great time to tell your friends and your family and your grand grandma and <laughs> little sister that should all come and play old school and listen to this show. Are you doing this when you go home tomorrow? No. Okay, I just had to ask. Have a good Christmas, everybody. See you in two weeks. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.